0: the belt, to the plate, a swing and a miss, and that's a winner, that's a winner, a World Series winner for the Cardinals. Smith, courts one in the right, down the line, it may go. Go so crazy, folks, go so crazy. It's a home run, and the Cardinals have won the game by the score of three to two on a home run by the Wizards. Long one the left field. Adios, goodbye, and maybe that's the winner—a three-run homer by Clark—and the Cardinals lead by the score of seven to five, and they may go to the World Series on that one, folks. One team one to ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011.
1: Welcome to That's a Winner Podcast. As always, I am Ryan Jenkins. With me, as always, as well, is Josh Brown. So, well, Josh, a lot of things happened today, even though the Cardinals weren't playing. Um, We had a a tweet go, uh, I wouldn't say viral, but... You stirred the pot up. Yeah, stirred the pot up a little bit. Uh, Max Kellerman on ESPN today um, talked about Albert Pujols and possibly um, doing something illegal in baseball to get to the numbers that he's getting to this year. And it kind of stirred it up. Uh, I put the tweet out there, and it's over 150-some-odd thousand uh, conversations happening with it. And then on Facebook, it's over 50,000 or so as well. So a lot of people are talking about it. So um, let me just bring it up. We'll we'll just start with this. Let's hear that clip. Let's hear it.
0: This just
1: in a time machine. The machine, Albert Pujols, continues to swing a hop in his 697th home run on Sunday versus the Pirates to move past Alex Rodriguez for fourth on the all-time list. Pujols trails. Bonds, whatever—it's a joke. Come on, that's the juice. Ha- Hank Aaron, who did it clean. Babe Ruth, who did it clean. On the all-time homer chart. By the way, it is amazing how Kools, who is in steady decline for years, suddenly it's like he discovered the fountain of youth. I don't know how he's doing it. Oh my God, the bat speed, everything—he's killing the ball. That's that bartender. I'll have whatever he's having. I mean, this is unbelievable. He sure
2: has turned back the clock. I just wonder if there was anything that could be pointed at. Well, how do, How does a
1: player turn back the clock like well, I guess it's willpower and practice. All these years between then and now, he hasn't been practicing. Apparently, now he's getting to. So, uh, you know, the first time I heard that, I was watching it live, and I thought, um, you know, maybe. Man, that pissed me off. And then I was like, uh, maybe, it's, maybe I'm overreacting. You know, it was my first thought. And I I started to rant a little bit on Twitter and I was like, maybe I'm overreacting. So I decided to rewind it and watch it again. And then it made me even more upset. I'm like, you know what? He's he's being serious. Like he is really questioning if Albert Pujols is cheating.
2: Oh, yeah. It was sarcastic, tongue in cheek, like without without saying right. the words steroids are cheating. But very sarcastic uh clearly what he's insinuating let me read you a couple of guys in our mentions on twitter <laughs> to this to this video tweet you, sh- you sent out on max kellerman uh take a lap that, that's one of the ni- nicer ones was it gino i think yeah that's gino yeah. that's at crash, crash stl we crash. love crash yeah. um he's a great follow on twitter at crash stl uh this is from at @polly3323 what a colossal buffoon max <laughs> kellerman is wtf better back it up at lone star blue note and this this goes on and on and on at cardinal stats and facts they're a great follow it's disgusting how so many writers and media personalities keep trying to discredit what albert is doing without any evidence his bat speed is slightly slower than it was last year but they don't like to use stats at espn i guess and if you followed max kellerman's career at all this is par for the course right he's He's been a part of ESPN first take in the past with, with uh, almost said Skip Bayless. He used to be Skip Bayless. Stephen A. Smith. And if you ever watched that at all, I mean, it, it's a joke. I mean, these guys, they're trying to come up with these hot takes to get reactions. And we knew that. We posted it because we knew there would be some interactions, but also because we knew like it was just a terrible take. This is a terrible take. like Just let us enjoy what is happening. I mean, think logically for a minute. If you actually believe that, there's a few screws that might be loose upstairs. Why would Albert pools take steroids in the final season of his career and jeopardize and stain his legacy? If he was ever going to do it, it would have been 2014, 2015, 2016, somewhere in there where the plantar fasciitis just completely like mobilized him and he could not get him on the field and could not swing about that. That would have been the time that he, he would have done it. It's just, it's, just let us enjoy what's happening, man. And that was the first thing I thought when I saw that. I was like, "Why do you want to like, like what's this on everyone's like, parade?"
1: Yeah. Well, my first thought was, "Why would he do it?" Like, exactly. What, what does Albert Pujols have to gain by you know doing this this late? In the, like, he doesn't. What he gets paid more because he hits seven hundred? No, no. He gets to be a first, first, first ballot Hall of Famer if he hits seven hundred. No, like he has literally He's no. Locked-
2: already. He didn't even have to play this year.
1: There's nothing to gain from this from, from Albert Pujols. Like, literally nothing. But then also stats, you know, that comes in, into importance. He said steady decline. Albert Pujols has never hit under 18 or 19 home runs in his career minus COVID year of 2020. Yep, 19. So right now he's at 17. So he's on pace to do exactly what he's done over the last 22 years of his career. Yeah. Even though he had down years, that he still hit at least nineteen. He only hit under twenty like twice. Yeah. You know quick. what I mean? It's 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 absolutely crazy. But also, then let's talk splits. Yep, that's what I was gonna say. He's batting two hundred this year against lefties. So is this the magic is this the magical strain of steroids that only works against left-handed pitchers? Yeah, I saw you
2: tweet that like, out.
1: <laughs> it, it makes no sense at all. I, I just I just can't comprehend like what his Thoughts are now he is a shock jock like right, that is his yeah. his job he's the Howard Stern the Rush Limbaugh the In sports yeah, yeah of sports Him, um, Don Smith, Imus those you know guys. Those, those guys but
2: you know they make a living off of right.
1: it. right their their job is to shock you and make you have a reaction and I guess he's done that but also at the same time could you be sued for saying that I mean maybe he wasn't direct enough no. uh, because you know that's that's what you got to think of next is you know Albert Wallace has sued people for saying that he's done steroids before i did not know that yeah so um so you know you got to think about repercussions and if you look at our mentions i hope he, people are tagging him he's mentioned it in our tweets he's in people are all over it now he he doesn't seem to be an active active user no he, but he does have 150 some odd thousand followers uh, or even more so i hope that he's he's paying attention since he's little, little us yeah. Leading the charge.
2: This is a national media member just trying to stir it up that has not watched probably any, you know, full Cardinals game, just seeing some highlights. But it's just like you said, man. And and this is a credit to Ollie. He I think Ollie has managed Albert as perfectly as you could this season. And and that's something now that as we're getting towards the end of the year, that I think we're starting to see and be able to give Ollie some credit for he's managed Albert perfectly and he's really done it. Like he said, he was going to Three sixty three average 12 of his 18 home runs are against left-handed pitching Uh, six. Now he does have six doubles and six, uh, six doubles each from the left versus left-handed versus right-handed pitching. And he does have six home runs versus righties, but it's, it's not even close how much better he's hitting against left-handed pitching. Now, He's been better against right-handed pitching since the all-star break. And especially this last month or so as he's really heated up. But this is just, it was just a shock factor. It was to try to get a reaction out of people. And I think, I think if Albert was doing this in games where we were already up by a lot, or we were already down by a lot, you wouldn't even hear this kind of take from him. And that's, what's been so remarkable for me of what's been happening with Albert, that he's doing this in the, in the biggest moments of the games. I mean, and we'll, and we'll talk about the series this weekend in Pittsburgh. Albert Pujols, 42-year-old Albert Pujols, in the near middle of September, saved your bacon in a three-game series against the Pirates. He is the reason that we won two of three, almost single-handedly.
1: Oh, uh, well, absolutely. I mean, there, there's no no doubt about it. I mean, I don't know if you want to go there now and talk about that, um or if we if we're done with Max Kellerman I don't know are, are you are you done with giving him I almost don't want to give him too yeah. much time of the day Yeah, because was,
2: it's just so preposterous like
1: you know I was looking you know but speaking and, of
2: and, and the fact that Albert's never we even say this he's never been tied right. to PEDs ever and I brought this up to you earlier the one of my first thoughts too and I saw this was well where where was this kind of national media scrutiny with David Ortiz in 2016 when he hit 315 with 38 home runs and 127 RBIs And almost 50 doubles at the age of 40. Nobody was talking about that. And David Ortiz had had some ties to PEDs. Now, he had never gotten like a positive test or proof of that, but there was like ties to it. You know, there was his name was brought up and the the whole biolab stuff and all that came out about Barry Bonds. Albert Pujols has never remotely had any connection to PEDs or steroid use. So it's just it's absolutely it's a ludicrous take.
1: Yeah. And then I also asked about Tom Brady. Tom Brady is 45 years old and he plays a much more demanding sport yeah. than baseball. And I haven't heard anyone question him. They always just talk about, Oh, his, his regimen his this and that he's his diet, his diet. He doesn't lift anymore. And he does this and does that. I mean, Albert is pudgier than he's ever been. Oh yeah. Right. Yadier Molina is a fat boy now. Right. Like these aren't like pristine athletes. Like you talked about earlier, uh, Rowdy Telez. Yeah. These, these
2: aren't dudes. These are beer league softball yeah. players.
1: You know, this isn't, you know, the National Football League where you have to be super super fit. So why aren't people talking about Tom Brady uh being forty five years old and playing at the level that he is? I don't I just don't get the 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 take. I was trying to look for it, but someone also mentioned um that on the ESPN radio they were talking about it. That uh a magic elixir that he had been taking or, or something <laughs> of that, like uh Keyshawn maybe in the morning. I don't know. They were it was a whatever morning show. I'm not sure what morning show would be on an, on ESPN's mothership of a station right. radio wise or other um, but that, that's what they were talking about as well so like I don't know it, it really just irks me that he would even go there because as you said there's no connection to anything ever and Albert is nothing proven except a stand up guy always there's oh, yeah. been no drama there's been no integrity
2: and character has never been questioned throughout never. his on and off the field throughout his whole career R-
1: literally like you know there's guys that have issues off the field and he is not one of them like even talk about greats right michael jordan and kobe bryant and all these they've
2: got their off-field issues yeah
1: there's all the issues of other things that have gone on Mm -hmm. and our pools just hasn't been tied to any of that the biggest thing you can say is that he and his wife of 20 some odd years are getting divorced when she had a brain tumor right and no one knows what their scenario is their situation so how can you say that's anything outside Never been
2: anything right more than you know a great father uh, always giving back to the St. Louis community and charities and everything else. It, it, it's crazy, man. I mean, it's crazy. You, you, know, you know what Albert deserves? This is what Albert deserves. Wearing a new Breaking Tea t-shirt here. My Tommy Two Bags shirt hasn't come in yet. Respect. That's what Albert deserves for this season because what he's doing is, is – I don't think you could have written a better Hollywood script, honestly. No. I mean, the only way it gets better at this point is if we win the World Series.
1: Absolutely, and that's and, and then that he for, reaches seven hundred first. But, exactly, but yeah. That's that's, that's what we want at this point, first. right?
2: Yeah, I mean they they need to get the casting going for his movie in the next five <laughs> or ten years. I mean, that's where we're at at this point for me.
1: Can I play Tommy Eben? Yeah. Okay. Cool. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine.
2: I'll play Paul, Paul Young because everybody tells me like, obviously. I don't know what role I'm going to have in the movie. I guess yeah. that one week yeah. you know with the Yankees and <laughs> where he came back and hit some home runs that can be my cameo.
1: I'm I'm just a Tommy fan, so I don't I don't think that I look like him by any means. So just you know, just well, I'm just. I'm about as tall as he is. That's, about, <laughs> and that's, that's what I got. It's fantastic. I don't know who would play, uh, play Albert. Yeah, that'd be a tough one. Well, we should have uh, Buff on for this conversation. Who knew? Oh, who, yeah, who, yeah.
2: Knew? He'd have some thoughts. Who for that. knew
1: we would uh, we'd jump over to this type of conversation? But yeah, I mean, to kind of put a bow on that part of it is, you know, Albert Pujols, as you said, has done so much for the community of St. Louis. And I'm sure he did a lot out in LA, Anaheim as well. And he just doesn't deserve any of that coming his way like no. literally like my uh if you saw the the tweet um jeff jones is that right yeah yeah jeff jones put out Pat pittsburgh his last home run um on shoot sunday night yeah uh, pools hit it to center and they the couple got it from pittsburgh uh her father died a year ago on that date and he asked if pools wanted it back and pools said no thank you uh, but i'll sign it and give you a few more signed one as well you're gonna enjoy that memory more than i am yeah albert that is awesome. But you know what I also read from that is Albert doesn't care about this home run. No. thing. He cares about winning baseball games and winning the World Series. I looked it up. In the seven of the ten years that he was not in St. Louis, he did not not only not make the playoffs, they were under five hundred. Seven so he also had a That's where they're at this year too. He also had a a a quote on Sunday night about he didn't want to talk about the Cardinals being over 500 for 15 straight years. And that's nice It that is doesn't want to talk about that. And that's not important. But how important is it that in the seven of the 10 or 11 years that he was not in St. Louis, his teams did not finish over 500? In yeah. the last 15 years, 10 of which, 11 of which were without Albert holes. they did finish it. It's important. It is important because that's what makes players want to stay in St. Louis. Yeah. That's what's important to make players want to come to St. Louis. And, he, you know, he didn't want to talk about it. I thought it was very important that that was the case. Because 7 out of 11 times, Albert did not finish above 500. And only played in three playoff games for the Anaheim Angels. Three. One series. That's how many, by the way, is the same as Mike Trout, by the way. It's crazy to think One series in the playoffs for Albert Pujols and Mike Trout while they're in Angels uniform. One, Albert last year with the Dodgers, whenever he traded halfway through the season, played in more playoff games in right. series than he did the entire time while with Anaheim. So
2: It's crazy. And the Angels, by the way, yeah, 61 and 80, already eliminated. 30, 30 games out. And They're eliminated uh, already? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're eliminated.
1: So they're eliminated. Trout has had seven straight games with home runs now. Uh, and that ties,
2: uh, or I think that's tied. No, he's one away from tying the MLB record, which is eight. Griffey Jr. had eight in a row. I don't know if that was with Seattle or Cincinnati. I'm I'm willing to bet it was probably Seattle. But, yeah, two two of the best. I mean, honestly, two of the, the greatest baseball players of our generation right now are on the Angels. And they're 30 games out and eliminated.
1: And they were 20-5 and five to start the season? Yeah. Something like and, that. And, and look, they were it, running away with it early on. And yeah. all of a sudden,
2: ooh. and everyone's talking about Aaron Judge, and deservedly so. I, if I had to put money on it, I do think Judge will probably win the MVP over there. But what Shohei Otani is doing, even still this year, is insane. I think they said he became the first MLB player ever to hit 30 home runs in a season and win 10 or more games. And, he, and he's got an ERA under three again. Right. He's, I mean, I don't know how you don't give Carson. him the most value. Vi- the tough thing with me with the most valuable player is when I think of valuable, I think of, well, they're getting you to the
1: playoffs. Right. right? I, I think he's the
2: most outstanding player.
1: I need a de- de- definition of what they actually look for because I tend to agree a most valuable player in any sport. I don't care if we're talking yeah. about football, basketball, hockey. I don't even know what they call it in hockey or baseball, but like is the most valuable player is the guy that is the most valuable to your team without them. You don't make the playoffs. Without them, you're not any good. Right. Now, to be a really great player, Shohei Otani is. Yeah. But without him, they still aren't are not 40 games under five hundred. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it does. And that's matter. not his fault. No, obviously. It's not. But
2: that's where I think baseball cause cause the MVP's voted on before the postseason, I think, starts. Right. Right. Yes. So I think baseball has always to me it seems like the voting has been statistically the best player. And I think even if you go that route it might need to still be Shohei right. this year because he's doing it on both sides. That's a whole other tangent we could go off on an MVP. But all that to say, yeah, it is pretty wild to think about. And even for us, I mean, I remember that feeling when Albert put on the Angels jersey of thinking, man, this could be these next 10 years could be rough for Cardinals baseball. I, mean, I, I remember thinking, like, how, how are we going to keep you know, making the playoffs or getting to a World Series?
1: Without Albert, I mean that's. And two years later, we were back in the World Series. That was that was that couple few years was John Mozeliak's best work. Oh okay. yeah, I mean where and I thought actually I I thought that Yadi was going to go when his contract was up to Anaheim as well because we knew how close and they are. Albert, yeah, yeah, we knew how close they were. We know how close they are. I thought that's what he would do next as well. It's just just go oh, out there.
2: They gave that money they had saved, right? Yachty. Yeah, absolutely. And he. <laughs>
1: didn't and you know and then put a good team together in
2: 2012 yep and then Carlos Beltran which was a fantastic signing for those two years
1: and obviously went to the World Series in 13 and still had some good teams you know 14 15 but you know then later on in the in the decade they weren't as good but still made an NLCS in 2019 on, on, on a overachieving team oh yeah that was probably the worst case scenario for the Cardinals really I mean for fans like for them to achieve that. And they felt like they didn't need to fix as much because they went to the NLCS and got boat raced by the, yep. by the national. Then you had the
2: COVID season and the excuse of,
1: right. you know, and the money sales and everything there. And we're still 20 million right now under what they spent yeah. in the last, in 2019, 20 million. short What could you do? This is not on our rundown of what we're supposed to talk about, but what could you add to this team right now for 20 million? Uh, I would say a pretty, a, a lot.
2: Oh Yeah. <laughs> More pitching, for <laughs> sure, to start. I mean, uh, a catcher next year, hopefully. Right. If we do that, if we go that route. Yeah, I, I. We we could go off on a whole, you know, segment there of that. That, but I think uh, staying on topic with this, especially with where we're at with Albert, the fact that we're three home runs now from him with seven hundred, uh, with what twenty plus games to go.
1: Yeah, I have it's next more. I next time I run down, when will Albert hit number 700? So,
2: Well, I'm going Thursday night,
1: so, let's, so I hope it's then. Let's do the math <laughs> on it. So the Cardinals are 83-58, and 58, right? So 83 plus 58 is 141. So they have 21 games left. 21 games.
2: 21. At this point now, if he doesn't do it, it's going to be a disappointment, right? Or it's going to be a bummer. You're not going to be disappointed because he's already given us a pretty incredible season. At the
1: All-Star, look, at the beginning of the season, we both said, yes, Albert's going to do it sure that he was going to do that it. was our heart yeah, we were our saying heart. that with our heart. heart said yes he's going to do it i bet it i bet it on DraftKings or nice. one of them or one of them i have a lot of good bets out there that are all in line to hit by the way i mean there we go me, if you want me to run them cardinals to win the, the division cardinals brewers cubs to finish in that order in the division
2: that could happen
1: it's, it's right now it's sitting there you know the red the, the, the cubs the, parts the wall yeah curve. yeah and then um albert hit 700 no one auto to win mvp and then Cardinals to win the World Series. Those are all bets that I have out there that are open currently from the beginning of the season. Now, Arnato is just, you know, we can talk, we'll talk about Goldie, Goldie later. But anyways, so when will 700 happen? So before, early before the season started, we said it's going to happen. At the All-Star break, it was like, nah, probably not going to happen. This is not happening. <laughs> like, it's its just not. There's the, There's no room for it to happen. Now, as you just said, it's like, when is it not happening? It's definitely happening. Three away. With 21 games to go, so one every seven games, one a week, Albert Pujols can hit one a week. He might hit three in a week. Yeah, absolutely. He might hit three in a game. He's done it four times in his career in regular season. We all know the one in the World Series, which only two other guys had ever done. So he has three in him as well in yeah. one game, which would just be – can you imagine, if it was at home, the pandemonium of three home runs in a game to get to 700? Could you imagine? It, I can't. it would be insane. I really don't think I can, I can – fathom that it would be
2: insane it would be it would it would be not, look i was there what was it mid to late august when he had the two yeah. two in one game against the brewers well, who do we play tuesday tomorrow we play the brewers the last time he faced them, he popped two home runs to win a same he it seems like especially in the second half he is stepping up and his homers are coming in the biggest moments Absolutely. of the games He's and against, not. I mean, like, had in anything. No, this like, isn't like huge moments.
1: Like, I'm trying to think of, like, you know, some old dude comes up and hit hit some home runs. Like, and look, he, he had some
2: of those early yeah. in the season. You know, we had a blow, we had a blowout win against Pittsburgh where he hit two, and he one of them one was off, off a position player. Yeah, off the position
1: player, yeah, and yeah. that's
2: great. He needed some of those right. to get there. Take the easy ones. Yeah, but this is, I mean, ever since the second half, I mean, you could argue he's been our, he, he's probably been our best hitter. He's I mean t- he's him taking and the best. Corey at bats. Dickerson is yeah. hitting
1: 400 since the All-Star break. He's taking the best at bats in the last 2 weeks. One clutch for
2: sure. That's not even a, that's not even a close.
1: I and mean, it's what you expect from Albert Pujols though is what is yeah. weird, right? That's so, why I think it's going to happen this week.
2: Especially with these two coming against the Brewers.
1: He's just not going to have a lot of opportunities against lefties. Now he's hitting right. He's well uh, off right now. The last two in Pittsburgh were both off righties. Yep. So like obviously he's seen the ball really well. He's taking big daddy hacks and doesn't really care. Oh, yeah. He, you know, that's, he's just trying to be impactful. Um, I just I don't know what's going to happen this week based on the matchups. And I think he's going he's gonna to be due for another day off as well, which we probably think is going to be on Tuesday. You think Wednesday. tomorrow? Wednesday. Yeah, so Wednesday.
2: Wednesday. Cor- Corbin Burns goes Wednesday. Yeah. So he probably get that day gas, off. yeah.
1: I mean, he could come in as a pinch hit though. But um what yeah. what lefties are the do the Brewers having in the bullpen? De- the Devin uh, Williams is a lefty, no? No, he's a right. Oh, he's a righty.
2: A uh, suitor. they've got the Taylor Rodgers yeah. guy who was the one he hit the second one yeah. off of last time I played the Brewers
1: and he's been giving up home runs to everybody. Right. They're closers. So yeah, you could still They're see They're doing
2: him. a bullpen game tomorrow.
1: You could still see him in late innings for sure. Yeah, You know, I think you're going to he can take that day off. I think I think I, he I think
2: you'll see him in the lineup for sure tomorrow. I think he'll be off not in the lineup Wednesday against Burns, and hopefully we've ne- we haven't had any luck in the last few years against Burns. I mean, he's always torched us, but hopefully we could get him out by the fifth, sixth inning or so. Maybe a lefty comes in. Maybe he gets a pinch hit. I think the wild card is going to be these five games against the Reds. So that starts Thursday. Yeah, I was looking at those matchups because I'm going Thursday night and I'm going Sunday afternoon. Every Reds pitcher matchup is TBD. There's no, I I don't know what's going on with the rotation right now. I can't even name you. Without the Hunter Green kid, who is their flamethrower, he's hurt. I can't even name you without him. Who their their rotation
1: even is? Isn't he one of them? No, that maybe the Brewers. There's a bunch of random named dudes.
2: But but that's a team traditionally he's hit pretty well against, and you're still at home all through the weekend. So if they're, I mean, I do think he's got like a legitimate chance to get to 700 by Sunday. I mean, I think that. I mean, why not? Why not? Yeah, if he can get one in these next couple of games, I think there's a very good chance he gets there by Sunday.
1: You know, it's it's possible. Like I I think I said before he hit these two home runs, you know, when will he hit it? Will he hit will where will he end up? 698, 697, 699, 700 plus like and most people said 698, 99 and 700. Like that was right. where they would end up. And I said he could hit one more or he could hit 10 more still. Like I just don't know where he sits. You know, I mean, he could still right. really just absolutely go off on a tear and just be albert Pujols again like it's it's very possible and what is crazy to me there are two things of what i think about is i really became a cardinals fan when i was young in the martin mcguire home run chase um you know i didn't grow up in a sports family didn't have anyone pushing me to any direction my mom worked for schnooks and had box seats and that's you know in old Bush Stadium, box seats weren't anything special. Yeah, they were very high. My my first game was was an Albert was a Albert was, was a Mark McGuire in ninety in ninety eight hit a home run in in like August. So those are big home runs. Those are important home runs. Then, and that's when my, my really became a you know a super Cardinals fan. And I think this is the same idea that people are so enamored with watching Pujols hit, but. The game still matters too. That wasn't the case with a Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa race. Like the game didn't matter. It was, you we were waiting every four, uh, you know, every, uh, every round of at bats to come around to see what he would do. Yeah. And when everyone stands up, like when I went to the game, the Braves game in the brave series, Albert would come up and everyone would stand up and get loud. And, and then and
2: immediately all the phones are out, but
1: then quiet. Oh yeah. It was so, quiet it wasn't like you know a playoff game and everyone's hooting hoot and hollering the whole time you're just loud 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 Yeah. no it's like everyone has to take a collective deep breath like oh crap like let's let's yeah. get this going and, and you know then he does whatever and the place goes nuts like that's one like, that part is, is crazy to me of just what people how it's being taken in differently and then I think about growing up as a watching Albert Pools and I had a, an appendectomy when I was 18 years old and I was getting wheeled out of the room and the Cardinals game's on in my room to go into surgery. Like I was about to have emergency appendectomy and the nurses nurse starts pushing me out of the way. I said, hold on, hold on. Pause for greatness. Albert's up. He hits a home run. Bang. (laughs) I said, okay, now we can go. Like, I mean, me and a friend of mine, we would always say pause for greatness. Yeah. And I feel like we're back there. Oh yeah. Where it's like, you have to stop what you're doing.
2: Every at bats must watch.
1: I, I have multiple TVs in my basement, and I watch multiple games, whether it's football, baseball games, whatever. But whenever, if I'm not listening to the Cardinals game at that time, even on my big team, like a Sunday Colts game, um, I had that on the big screen, but I had the Cardinals Pirates on the other one. But Pools comes up, I turn the little TV up, turn the bigger one down, and Pools goes off because you got to hear the Danny Mac. You have to too. hear Danny Mac because yeah. Danny Mac he's been phenomenal is the man. Danny Mac does not get enough credit. That's what I'm excited for too. He doesn't get enough
2: credit. I'm excited for 700 call because he's talked about it. You know, he's like, you can't, you don't plan it. I mean, you start to kind of think about the situation and how it'll happen, but you can just tell Danny Mac on his call is not the kind of guy that just, he's like practice it out and planned it. He really lets the moment come and man, he's, he he's made it he's made it fun too i and, mean all these video clips are just so fun to go back and watch and listen to him
1: and i can say about rooney as well oh yeah personally i don't love listening to rooney on the radio because i think every ball is a home run like he gets really excited and it's popped, he gets hyped it's popped out to shortstop you know i can't tell exactly i can't
2: He's like the radio version of the cameraman
1: that pan, yes. pan up on the high fly ball yes i just can't tell exactly what's happening when i'm listening to him but his calls of some of these home runs have been awesome as yeah. well but you're pairing that with video so it makes it easier for me if that makes sense like you know no one can compare to jack Buck, but like when you're listening to him like i feel like i could visually see the game if that makes yeah. sense when rooney is out there i'm like oh wait what's happening or my champion for that matter oh i have no idea what's really happening in that moment because of excitement or lack of excitement with uh um, with shannon it's like oh there's a long drive home run <laughs> Wait what? Wait, he just hit a home run. Hold on, like you know, what I mean it's the it was the two opposite ends, and that maybe why Rooney over the last few years got even more excited because yeah. he's with Shannon in the booth.
2: But when Shannon toward the end too was so you know just so quiet, I do miss like the you know what early mid two thousand Shannon of get up get up man oh yeah get up. like that I, I love those radio. Calls I have too. lots of
1: Shannon stories too. I, we met him at the oh nine at the All Star game at his, uh, at the weekend at his at his uh, restaurant when it was still bumping and. It was he's just hilarious, man. And we at the Hall of Fame weekend, and he just looks so bad, and it, it, he's just so slow. And he's changed yeah. a lot over the last two years because of COVID, and he had it really badly. But you know, I but back to where Albert was going, and where he's going. When will he hit it? I think I think it might happen on the road. Sadly enough, I, I don't think it's going to happen on not. this. I don't think it's going to happen on this trip.
2: So then, you think it's going to happen on this West Coast trip next? Yeah, week?
1: I th- I think that's. I think he gets one or two this week i think he does get one or two i just don't think he's going to get three of them on you know that's three in wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday five you six, six games six games you, you should be happy in theory with one in those next six games uh because of yeah. where he needs to get to get to 700 to yeah. at least get there um but i tell you this if he hasn't hit it in last game of the season's in pittsburgh on a wednesday I'm driving to Pittsburgh. We might have to. I, I mean, if he's we at might have, I
2: still have never been to that ballpark.
1: I've, I've been, and it's, it's great. It's spectacular. The bridge looked done, by the way. It does. I noticed that this I don't, weekend. Heard, nice. I, it was not covered anymore. I don't yeah. know if you can walk across it. But, yes, Pittsburgh is awesome. And I haven't been since, like, Road 0, trip. 08, 08 or 09 is when I went. So, yeah, if, if Albert somehow is off until that, which I don't want to happen, but, yeah. but I'll, have, I'll, I'll have to go. I mean, oh, yeah. it's a five hour drive where we are here in, in Indianapolis, I think, five, five or six hour drive. Yeah, it's a little under six. A little under six, yeah. Well, I mean, we, I, I think I'll have to just go. I don't yeah. know. We can make it work. There was no one in the state last game. I can't imagine that the tickets are going to be the to, to get.
2: <laughs> or you could just buy room tickets and then go sit in the
1: bleachers. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so you think it's, you honestly believe it's going to happen this weekend? Are you in your no, head I, well, or look. your heart? Because you're going to two games I'm going to in the two next, games next five, so that, six, right? So
2: that's where that's where my hope is. This is all hard. I mean, okay. I, I hope it well, happens you, Thursday night when I go because I'm going with a buddy, but
1: three would be amazing. Yeah.
2: But I, I think if it were to happen, I'd be probably more likely to see it on that Sunday game as opposed to this Thursday. Sure. Because I mean what's gonna have to happen is he hits two tomorrow night. And I'm not counting Albert out to do anything at this point. Right. You know, it's a bullpen game tomorrow for for the Brewers. And typically not when they do bullpen games, home too, though. Yeah. it's going to be going home. Round. It's going to be rocking. He yeah. has stepped up every big moment at home, especially against the Brewers. I know we're already up eight, but if we win these two games, it's over.
1: Right. It's over.
2: I mean, we're going up 10
1: games if you win both of these. And so the magic number is 14. Yes. Kenny Boyer, 14. I mean, the, the trajectory, I mean, it is already not over, but it's over. Right, It now. should be. It's, it's, you know, it's very, very difficult to not win this central at this point. We have to have a historic – and with Pujols chasing 700, no historic collapse is happening. No. It's not. The team the team is – it would not ha- – it's not going to happen. Knock on wood. It just can't happen because Pujols is going to be lifting this team up by himself like he did this weekend where he won two games yeah. because of himself. He's like, no one else wants to hit? Goldie, Arnado. you guys aren't doing much? Let me hit. And then Arnado follows him up with a double to be able to score some more runs. But- yeah. He wants to win, and this is what he's doing. So, you know, I think it's going to be West Coast trip. um, uh, But uh, I
2: will say, if he doesn't do it this week, yeah, I do hope that it comes down to those last seven games in Pittsburgh.
1: In uh, with Pittsburgh against Pittsburgh against
2: Pittsburgh because one of those is a
1: home series, right? The last last series I think is is on the road, right? So yeah, so I don't know. I know I think it's three or four ish the last home stand ends October 2nd at home, and then they go three on the road in Pittsburgh.
2: Yes. October 3rd, 4th, or 3rd, 4th, 5th is on the road at Pittsburgh. Yeah. September 30th, October 1st, 2nd is home series. Yeah. Against the Pirates. So last six. We got two random games again against the Brewers in Milwaukee. It could happen there.
1: Yeah. It really can. I mean, I think at this point. That'd be a closer trip for us in in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Three, three, four-hour trip uh yeah it, it would be a and you trip. don't have to worry about a rainout. out so you're saying if it's what day what day of the week is that game
2: that's the end of september let's see what's that's, the
1: day of the week
2: oh well that's the tough thing it's it's just like this week it's tuesday wednesday it's a little two-game series they're
1: both night games though so if it happened on a if he gets to 699 it's a wednesday night game i, I am mean, again i might have to make it up i don't know yeah don't Hopefully my wife's not listening.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But what you mentioned, I think we can talk about coming into our next segment. We talked a little bit about nobody wanting to hit this weekend. Yes. Nobody really wanted to hit this whole week. And I think I texted you several times. This feels like the worst week we've had forever in Cardinals baseball. And that probably shows how spoiled we've been this year. I mean, look, this last week we went four and three. And if you just said that on paper, you'd think, oh, not too bad. Uh, if you watched all the games, it felt a lot worse than that because the offense was very stagnant and you splitting with with the Nationals is not ideal, especially after that huge five five run ninth inning comeback win. You know, Tommy two bags to hit the walk off double. I thought for sure it may seem like an afterthought that we'd win the next next oh day gosh. with Wainwright on the mound. And it oh. just it just didn't happen. Um, the offense has been cold. Paul Goldschmidt. Specifically has been very cold. Arnado hasn't been as bad, but but Goldie man, and we were talking about this earlier. It's been rough these last 15 games for him. He's hitting 208, 354 on base percentage, so he's still drawing some walks, but only a 358 slugging, which is rough. Two home runs, two doubles, four RBIs, 13Ks in 15 games. His power's kind of disappeared right now. And I've told you this, we've both mentioned it. It seems like lately he's missing very hittable pitches. And when I when I say very hitable, well, I mean like right down the middle. And it's either he's just a tick off, maybe he's looking for something else, or he's swinging at bad at bad pitches. You know, that yeah. almost like Tyler O'Neill slider away type type swings. And I don't know if he's just a tick off. Look, it's hard to beat. We can't be hard on Goldie. He's been so good the whole season. I mean, these guys can go through slumps, but we gotta hope, just like you mentioned the other day, that they didn't peak at the wrong time. That we can just hopefully this is a blip. And we go back into riding high in the playoffs because it's it's been tough for him right now.
1: Yeah, that's my worry is that the Cardinals were clicking on all cylinders a month early, and last year they did it going all the way up into you know to the playoffs really. And I felt like if if we were in a series with the Dodgers that we really had a chance oh, yeah. because of how well they were playing. And yeah. obviously we played it until the bottom of the ninth inning, but like you know they were really running with it. Now they seem like they're just falling backwards, and the only reason they've won like if you three of the games they came back. To win in the ninth inning, or yeah. you know eighth or very late, inning. and without those three wins, we're this podcast has a very different tune, a tone to it. Oh yeah, because it would be catastrophic. Now, thank goodness for Albert's two on runs, Tommy's walk off, you know those sort of things. Or we're we're talking about a flip of of what's going on, and the and the Brewers are now five games behind yeah. us instead of eight. Yeah, like that's a big big turn of events for being able to come back but it also shows resolve in the team that they're able to do that and come back and and win games in weird ways in different ways without your two best players hitting now goldie has lost 17 points to his batting average in the last two weeks he's now no longer first in the batting average freddie like, freeman now right it is now freddie, freddie freeman who just yeah. uh won nl player of the week as well so like this triple crown thing is going out the window at this point. Like yeah. it's like, it's bleak for that. Now it's only been a two week slump. And usually Goldie goes on a month long slump when he slumps like in April, it's a, yeah. usually a full month thing. And then all of a sudden he's red hot. So if he has two more weeks of it and then he figures it out, then we're good going into the playoffs. Yeah. Right. You That's look what at you it, hope for. You look for that. Right. But he usually is cold at the beginning of the season and hot in the second half. So you it got, it has me worried, but I also wonder if his back has any issues because he's had back stiffness and tightness and all those issues.
2: Arnado, they've mentioned has had some of that. He he skipped out on the all-star game this year for that.
1: So like, I wonder if the wear and tear of, of the season has come up to it at this point, it is September. It's the end of the year. And this is when guys are, you know, are running down. Like they're getting, they're getting beat up. And so.
2: If it is a back thing that would make more sense that, that Ollie sat him yesterday.
1: Yeah. Just give him, Time because off, two days because of the
2: day off today as well yeah yeah
1: because you you you, you would think like whenever you know O'Neill or Tommy or Newt is slumping they're moving them they're doing different things they're putting them in different positions but with Goldie what they do is they make him DH yeah or give they give him, him day off the field right give him the day off the field why do you do that that's not because of that's not because of his bat yeah that's because of his body right keep him off his feet a little right. bit more that's yeah. what makes me think. It's more of those the back stiffness and tightness that he's had at different times.
2: When it's, he's the type of guy, too, that you wouldn't hear about it. Right. I mean, they wouldn't be divulging that to him. He wouldn't say anything. And I don't think Nolan necessarily – well, I mean, Nolan's situation, he got he, he got asked about it right? because, well, why aren't you going to the All-Star game? He, right. he had to tell them. Um, he could have said he
1: was having a baby soon. That's true. He could have used that. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. So I'm saying that he, he would rally really actually –
2: is- Goldsmith, if his back was hurt, he went there and hit a home run.
1: Right, and <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah, you know, so that's a big part of, you know, what's really happening. We, you know, Cardinals are one of the teams in sports. I think about other sports. I'm an IU fan as well, Indiana basketball. And they, like, don't divulge anything No, that happens. They just try and hold it all in. And, you know, they tell us things aren't near as bad as they actually were, like with Flaherty or whoever else. Right. And so, like, you you never really know what's exactly going on. So I think two days off, maybe it's just a body thing and they're they're hoping they can get him back on track, which most importantly for this season is not what's happening right now and not 700 home runs. Most importantly is 14 is the magic number. Most importantly is trying to put ourselves in a good position to play at home in the playoffs and make a deep run right like everyone to be at full strength and ready to rock and roll for the playoffs you know and have a a good a decent run that's really where we should be hoping and thinking for not you know these little things which cardinals fans love to overreact so oh yeah what's happened in the last two weeks which with goldie and with the team in general even though they've had a good record they haven't played great is not that big of a deal no it's not much going on
2: and it's not Probably entirely surprising to us. We we've talked about how these last several years, this team, for whatever reason, seems to play down to the competition. Right. Um, you know, last time we were on this podcast uh, was August thirty first. That thir- thirteen inning win against the Reds, where it was a game where it seemed like neither team wanted to win for some reason. Um, offense finally came back. Pulls sack fly. New bar hit a home run. Since we were on the air, on the air, on the podcast <laughs> episode day, uh, it's been ten games since they went to the weekend series against the cubs they swept that yeah swept that series uh won 8-0 8-4 and then 2-0 ever since that 2-0 win against the cubs on sunday which by the way that was an hour pulls two run home run that won that game if you remember to sweep the cubs on sunday night i think that was sunday night baseball um ever since that game september 4th is where it seems like the offense has been struggling september 4th two runs september 5th the loss to the nationals zero runs, 6-0 uh September sixth, we won 4 one. Seventh, we won six five. All five runs though, five of those runs came in that ninth inning come back September seventh, uh last Wednesday. And then you lost six to eleven to the Nationals on Thursday. And then again, Pittsburgh was kind of another thing, you know, not scoring a bunch of runs. Or 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 coming much later, you know, way later in the game off of off of a big, big hit. So I think look, they're seven and three in the last ten games right as bad as it seemed as bad as the offense we watched was you know they found a way to win and that's what matters i think there's and we didn't have this on the the lineup docket for our segments but part of what's made me a little nervous too is you've had back-to-back outings now of particularly michaelis and wainwright that haven't been that great right they've been less than stellar and wainwright i'm less worried about uh, he had some comments after his last start against the nationals where ollie wouldn't fully divulge but he's said we found some things we want him to work on that we think you know and, and Wainwright even said my mechanics are out of whack I'll get it fixed Michaelis, Michaelis man it, it it just worries me he does not seem like what we saw first half he seems like he's starting to get hit around a lot more and I don't know maybe if it's a fatigue thing with Michaelis because we're getting now to you know after the injuries he had last year where he's this is the most innings he's pitched in a couple of years so I don't know if he's getting towards a fatigue thing but He's getting to where he's leaving a lot of pitches up. They're getting hit hard. And you know the guys on BK and Ferrari were talking today. Like, would you, would you have him in your wild card, you know, rotation well, right now? And Michaelis
1: is overachieved this year too. He right? has. Would you say
2: he has raw? But I'm talking about right now. Yes. And you know, I look at Jose Quintana, and I know they haven't let him really last five these last few starts, but he has yet to give up more than two runs in a start for us. Yeah. I mean, I would take that. In a playoff game, I would take five innings and two runs or less in a playoff game, and then go to the bullpen. I mean, I'm definitely if, it, if it's I'm like a game it in, three thing,
1: I'm definitely putting in Wayno and yes, Wayno and Montgomery.
2: Montgomery. You're one and two or flip flop either way you right. want if you want to make it I a think, matchup. I think, hey, I,
1: want, get, I think I want I think I went Wayno first. Yeah, just because he's got the at Home game one of a playoff series. I want Adam yeah. Wainwright on the hill. Yep, um, and and he's earned that. Yeah, and then um, Jordan Montgomery. Yes, right. Like I want him. I want him. He's like you talked about. Uh, Jose Quintana. Yeah, he's like a one point something ERA. When, and Katanas is under three yeah. with us. And then from there, I might still even be open to Jack Flair to be my third starter, too. You know, yeah. I know I, he didn't, didn't look great in, in Pittsburgh, but like it's start two. Yeah. Of,
2: Katie Wu said today, I wouldn't judge him until after three starts. Yeah. I, I want to see a couple more starts because the first start, I mean, you saw him get some big strikeouts. I think the most encouraging thing with him is the velocity has is, is, is been there both right. starts he's, he, he's got to get ahead earlier and count stop walking people um and it seems like if his if his breaking stuff wasn't working they're just not even they're just looking for that fastball uh if it's not spotted you saw that in pittsburgh these are guys we've never heard of hitting bombs off of Flarity. so I, I do think he's somebody for sure in the division series uh you could look at but yeah i mean this wild card round right now with our rotation I, I might I might lean Quintana more than I would Michaelis at this point, which sucks to say because Michaelis had a really good year overall and he and he carried us in a lot of ways in the first half.
1: Do you think that he's what he's done has earned that earned a start in the playoffs?
2: It might. I mean his contract and what he's done to come
1: back this year, right? My because Quintana is a free he, agent. He's a rental at the end right. of the year, right? He's a free Montgomery agent. Montgomery is one more year with arbitration, right? Obviously, Jack Flaherty's on the books and and uh, Wainwright is up in the air of yep. what's going to happen. Like, you have Michaelis for another year or two still, right? I think
2: I think two, yeah.
1: yeah. So, like, if he's your horse and he's given this season, don't you think that he probably thinks he deserves it? Like, I, I think it's going to be hard to go away from him. It
2: is. I think what you could do is you could go to him in game three.
1: And have a backup plan ready to go. Yes,
2: especially if you're up. Well, actually, <laughs> say if you're up two games... All you gotta do is win, win. two games. Yeah, and you're Moving, yeah. Uh, I yeah, think
1: it's, it's a. If you go to game three, it's a. It's a big deal. It's a game seven. Yeah, it's a know? winner take all. That's and that's tough.
2: He's got to have a short leash. But who do you? Go.
1: But you know, you say that. But who do I want in the game seven? Do I want Quintana, Michaelis, or Flaherty? I'm saying Flaherty in that position, right? He did it like first like in 2019, right? Like in a game seven, because that's he's what been that, there. That's what that is. You know, yeah. it's a game seven. That's where I think that initially. But you know, with the once you get out of those that three game set you get into a real series you're gonna have to have four pitchers right you're gonna have to pitch four guys because of the shortened gap in the in the in the playoff uh, travel time so that is even more important to the depth of this rotation that the cardinals seemingly have all of a sudden that they hadn't had in years and then that other teams like with like the dodgers and and um the mets with their injuries right now they don't have the depth or the brewers obviously don't have that depth In these, even the Braves, they don't have fourth and fifth guys that you can really, really, you know, feel good about. And I feel like the Cardinals at that fourth and fifth, I feel better about than in those spots than I have since the guy that just retired, uh, Edwin Jackson. Oh yeah, like since that twenty eleven trade for him, that really solidified the end of that rotation. Yeah, it was the same idea. Um, And I think about uh, Kyle McClellan, like whenever he pitched, I think that was 2011 as well. When he pitched made some starts, made, yeah. yeah, made a bunch of starts and long relief and those sort of things. Like, and then he didn't make the playoff roster felt bad for him. But yeah. like, that is like that type of level of consistency that you feel for. If you can just get through those, the weirdness of the first three, which is better than one, definitely better than one game. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like the the Cardinals have a, a lot that they can do they moving do. forward. But like, if it's games, if you look at it as a game seven, I'm probably starting Flaherty if I feel good enough with him. And
2: really, no matter who you're starting, is it's, it's got to be a short leash. Absolutely. If it's Flaherty, then you've got to have maybe Quintana waiting to come in sure. fourth, fifth inning if he, if he's really struggling or not finding the plate or you know.
1: Yeah, I got. I'll, Mike use, list, I'll use all three of them if I have to. Yeah. If they got, yeah. if they go two innings each, and you know, I still have the back of my or bullpen. Look, I mean,
2: one guy that's kind of been a wild card for this lately. We haven't talked about him a whole lot. Jordan Hicks has been pretty darn good. Yeah, great. The last two weeks. And he's kind of been the guy. They have piggybacked off of Quintana. I don't know if you noticed that his last two starts. They yep. let Cantana go five, maybe five and a third. And then it's Hicks for the next inning or inning in the third. And he's been pretty darn good lately. He's getting a lot more strikeouts. Uh, he had bad luck the other night. It was a strike three. I don't know if you saw that. It was a strike three call. With, I mean, it was a slider right over the middle yeah. plate. And he got called a ball. And the guy hits on the next pitch. So that was bad luck. But. For the most part, he's been very good, even into a multiple inning, uh, inheriting runners. He's been pretty good. I think he's a guy you could you could come in. You know, whether it's Flaherty, Michaelis, Quintana, whoever it is, if they only give you five, throw Hicks in there for an inning. That could be a weapon, especially if he's throwing that slider nasty and spotting up a sinker. So they, they've got options. I think it's a good thing. I think I'll feel better about the back end of the rotation if. Uh, Flaherty and Michaelis settle down a little bit these right. next couple starts, and especially if maybe Flaherty shows us a little bit more of what we saw, you know, in 2019, I'll feel really good about the rotation,
1: really, right. really good. And then the pitching staff in general, like you're talking about, then Ryan Helsley, you know, he hasn't been as perfect, not as sharp. Few but, home runs hit off of him lately, but the only home runs that he's given up over the last, I don't know, the entire season have all come when we have a three-run lead and he gives up a yeah. solo home run. Yep. Like if you're gonna give one up. That's the time to do it.
2: It happened yesterday, and yeah, it was still a nine-pitch exactly. inning. Right.
1: like yeah. he, he just I think he's like saying, all right, I'm going to grip it and rip it, and I'm going to get these guys out. He loses one. He doesn't feel bad about it because he knows he can still go get the rest of yeah. them.
2: Like and they're he, good pitches still. Right. That happened yesterday. The kid, I don't mean, I even remember his name, but it was 101 inside. Right. And he spotted it. kid was looking fastball. He turned on it and kept like it fair.
1: 101 in, in, in inner half. Like, Yeah. It wasn't right down the middle. No. Like, so I'm not as worried about him. No, I, I'm not either. But I want to talk about Ryan Helsley a little more as well. But like we talked about on the podcast last time we were on about his intro that it needed to be better. Like they needed yeah. they need to do something. He needed a um, oh I can't think of the guy also. Edwin Diaz yeah, Edwin like Diaz, get like some pomp
2: in, and circumstance where they get some hype going.
1: And you know what the Cardinals marketing team said they've been doing some thinking about it and they they you know heard some stuff on Twitter and different things that they need to do it. I'm wondering were they listening to us? You think they heard us and said you know what? They need to do something. And then in the next game after that, Ryan Helsley had a new intro. And I thought that was pretty sweet. Um, I think they can do a lot more with that intro. Yeah. And I, but I think about it in the playoffs and how cool it will be. Oh, yeah. Uh, and how like scary, I don't know, scary is not the right word, intimidating for the other team for that to happen.
2: When it, uh, hypes the, it hypes the crowd up. It hypes the fans up. I would say, we talked about this, I would say crank up the audio a little bit more.
1: Yeah. So like, um, in, I love the lights, though. Absolutely. So whenever I went to, um, to uh, Atlanta last year and it was the the day, the game, they, they clinched the playoffs They're, they when they won their division or wild card or whatever they did, wherever they clinched the division last year, or they clinched the playoffs. And whenever they would make a pitching change, they would turn off all the lights. They would light up the, the, the tops of the, of the place blue. And then they were doing the chop and then their f- phones were all f- we're all on, and then the, the closer comes out. And it was spectacular. Like, literally, goosebumps, awesome. And then the guy comes in and shuts him down, wins the game, it's over. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, awesome. So the only thing I th- felt like the Hellsy thing was missing was the crowd seemed really quiet. Yeah. They were just watching it, and, it, and you know, th- I feel and like... They, they didn't they,
2: really know. I don't, they probably didn't know what was going on.
1: Right. Because it was the first time they'd done it. But I feel like it needs a chant it needs a like the crowd needs something a part of it because the bells are cool right yeah. Bong. I th-
2: and that's what i'm saying i think Bong. if they crank that up yeah louder to start with that will get kind of like i mean kind of like the trumpet really with edwin sure. diaz as soon as people hear which there's a little bit of drum in that before yeah. and that kind of gets people like oh he's coming in and then you hear the trumpet. it's the same thing with hell's
1: bells well i think I mean, about the undertaker i don't yeah. know you know that's um, like that or like i think of like a then he needs a chant of some sort i know that the chop obviously is a chant that i'm using as reference for a right. cool intro and ron Hillsley is not a fan well, of no chop. no no, never would we do that <laughs> never would that happen but the point <laughs> he is wouldn't like, like that no but like uh you know just the, like a, a sports chant like a the you know the oh, 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 oh I, you know like just the, the different soccer ones the the something else that like Gives it more depth. It needs flames, even the scoreboard with flames instead of yeah. red. Or actual flames. Or actual shooting flames, out. shooting like the fireworks, flames. I don't know. Something more, but like it needs more loudness from the fans, part of it, in yeah. my opinion. One thing that the fans in St. Louis don't do to me is they're not very loud. Even in playoff games, they're not loud, loud, loud like you see a college game. There's like just right. not this constant. Noise and Cardinals love to give out the rally towel, so there's no clapping either you know, in play- playoffs. Yeah. So it's a lot of like it's very strange if you go to a football game, NFL football game, or a college football game, or a college basketball game. St. Louis is just not very loud in comparison. So I think this is an opportunity to be able to use that and be able to get really hype for the closing of, of a you know a playoff win or a yep. or a, and to clinch the playoffs, which would be very exciting. I hope you get to see that uh, this weekend. I hope you get to see some cool. I hope so, trials. man. Yeah. I hope so. We'll bring up the Breaking Tea. Was was the I was to say, think? speaking of Ryan Helsley, yeah. let's bring this up here. So we are now... Yeah, go ahead.
2: That's a winter podcast. Can you see that? Yeah, it? I'm, I'm, uh,
1: yeah, I think I can bring it up solo, but it's on the screen.
2: Nice. There we go. You can see that. So we are now an affiliate partner with BreakingTea.com. Uh, if you've never heard of Breaking Tea, uh, their great graphic t- uh, t-shirt website, they've been around for for several years now, uh, built up a pretty good following on Twitter and Instagram everywhere else. But uh, their whole hashtag is "where the moment," and they quite they quite literally do that. I mean, they'll have shirts released all throughout the year, um, right? Click, click on what's one happening.
1: Up. Click on them. Bring them up. Yes. there's so so, Tommy
2: Two Back. So oh, oh yeah. So th- this creation is uh straight straight from me. <laughs> no straight <laughs> from Twitter. Straight from Twitter. Yeah. I mean, when Tommy had the Walk-off double a couple nights ago. I tweeted at Breaking Tea. I was like, hey, you know, Cardinals fans need, need a Tommy Two Bags t-shirt ASAP. Please and thank you. And it was a day later that they and had this baby, done.
1: And a day later, you ordered it.
2: I did. <laughs> true, true to my word. And you, you quote tweeted it and said, if this shirt is made, I don't want to see any more Tommy slander on my timeline. Right. So I, I said, if they make it, I'll wear it. I'll get it and wear it on the next podcast. I ordered it. It's not in yet. So the next off day we have, we're on the podcast. I promise I will be wearing the shirt. Um, but as you can see here, I mean, the designs are great. You can get it in just a T-shirt. They've got hoodies. Uh, That's what I like the hoodies. Yeah, yeah, the hoodie. I, don't, I
1: don't really wear t- T-shirts, but hoodies, hoodies. are nice. Yeah. And
2: we're getting into that into that October weather. We had a little cold weather day. It's coming. So yeah. you can get your kid a T-shirt. They've got women's shirts as well, just about every everyone. And and their shirts, I've got a ton of their shirts. I showed one earlier tonight with pulls that I'm wearing. Um, great material. I mean, you know, 50, 50 40. 10 something else you know 60 40 cotton posture these are great shirts they're not going to shrink if you dry them they fit well here's hell's bells right here there's yeah. ryan helsley that's a new that's a new one um the there's a the pulse the one. one that one's really cool because yeah. And that's going to be a shirt probably that's going to stay that way for a while. You'll be able to, unless Albert comes back next year and hits 15, right. 16 more bombs. You have to change that. Yeah, one. Maybe but they, I
1: think it'd be fine if you had to change yeah,
2: it. Yeah, Maybe they give us all discounts. We <laughs> shipped in our old shirt to get a new one and where it, he slides in past Ruth.
1: And then grinding the pepper there. Oh yeah. Oh, which yeah. is great.
2: You know, everybody loves that right now with new Bar. So they've got. They've got some cool ones. Our friends at Birds on the Black with Kyle Reese and Cardinals GIFs. At, at Cardinals Gifts here, he's got his own special release he's doing with them. He's got some really cool graphic tees. They've got a ton of great t-shirts on this website. I yeah. mean, you, you can find all kinds of stuff. But the big thing is use our link. If yes. you go buy one of these t-shirts, breakingtea.com slash that's the winner pod, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, and they've got—it's not just the Cardinals. They've got every sport, every just about every college team, football. You were looking at Colt stuff the other day, uh, and you can still use our link to go to any of their their other stuff on their website. Um, they've got—they've got some great stuff, and it's all really creative and it's really well done, uh, and the materials great. So can't say enough good things about Breaking tea. You should check them out. Yeah. So
1: we'll have the link in on Spotify. We'll have the link on Facebook and everywhere else that you find us. Uh, Apple, all of those, all the podcast locations, you can find the link for there. But like Josh said, you could be able to click that link and then be able to go anywhere else on the website. So even though it opens up to the Cardinals apparel, but as long as you use our link and get over to Colts and Pacers and IU and whatever, you know, Arkansas or anywhere else, Mizzou, yeah. Illinois, any of those college teams or, or uh, chiefs, they have chief stuff, they have Ram stuff, you need to get around that way as long as you use our link then we can get the credit for it and then uh, you're absolutely supporting us and supporting them at the same
2: yeah and a pro tip with breaking tea as well they great customer service they love when people tweet their stuff uh if you tweet if you get a new shirt you wear it you take a picture of yourself you tweet it out you tag them or you post on instagram and tag them you can get 10 percent off your next order every time they do that all the time um also once you buy you make your fifth order on there you become a VIP member. I've hit this list oh, now because wow. I've bought way too many shirts. <laughs> but once you've hit your fifth order, you get free shipping for life. Really? So you save five bucks every order then. And then if you're this. tagging them, you get another 10% off.
1: Well, and if you so, tag us as well, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll retweet you as well and help you get some more followers yeah. as well. Because, uh, again, we really appreciate it. Now, it's funny. Um, one of the, our followers. We
2: need to get this one here wear on the podcast sometimes there's a, that's a winter one right there uh,
1: you have that one right
2: i don't i oh, need to get that i've
1: one. seen that one out before but um um karen one of our followers she said she ordered eight shirts thank you week. karen so uh it's funny enough and i told my wife i said um this lady that follows us she ordered eight shirts she goes the lady we saw in boston and yes it is the lady <laughs> is that saw, who it was? yes who we saw in boston <laughs> i went on the boston trip to see the cardinals and I was like, "How did you know that?" She goes, "I just guessed. I don't know. She just knew that Karen was a big fan. I guess I don't know." And so Aaron, Karen has ordered eight shirts through our link. We really appreciate it. So anyone use it, um, get more t-shirts. I'm probably going to get a a a hoodie at some point. I don't know which one. Uh, I'm more of a hoodie guy. But you know, I don't know which one. I mean, they, I love them all to be honest. Yeah,
2: and some of them too. As you click on these, they'll have. Um... They have some different colors, some different color options. I saw that the other day with I think the Wayno and Yachty and Uncle Charlie one here. They and like, you can get it in red or you can get it in black. You know they've got and they've got all kinds of different. Their thing
1: is like I don't even know how to explain it, but it's the moment. Yeah, it's wear like, the moment. That's like a big hashtag. Whatever is like cool going on with your team or funny slogans or funny events that happen or big time events that sort of thing. That's when they make a tee that no one else is making. Like you're you're gonna see a you're not gonna see a St Louis Cardinals T shirt. Like it's not gonna say. No. St. Louis Cardinals. It's going to say, you know, grind the pepper because they're talking about grinding the pepper. Like, it's going to be relevant to what's happening now with the Cardinals or whatever team you decide you're going to purchase.
2: And it's cool. I mean, so they've clearly got some sort of deal with the players because some of their shirts you'll see will say, like, players, you know, on it. And the Albert one I'm wearing that says respect, it's actually got his signature on the graphic tee. So you'll see that with some of them. I've seen this Yachty Albert Waino. Last time we went to the game a few weeks ago, I saw tons of people wearing this shirt in white and red um all around the ballpark so that's a pretty popular one as well they've got some good stuff so use our use our uh link there breaking tea.com slash i mean we just gave a, a hell of a pop. commercial i mean that was a, that we was did a good, that was we, a good few minutes of it was. but it's,
1: it's like a like a know, nice know.
2: little infomercial but yeah.
1: they got they've got cool stuff it is I mean, cool like not like, to like to it's garbage this. no you know? no we want to be uh, partnered with people that you know we would purchase you know and you obviously wearing it before you we even had that partnership yeah so um, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. Really. That's what we're into is, um, you know, dealing with companies and people that we like, we now have three sponsors on the show. So that helps, um, be able to bring good con- content and also be able to give giveaways. So the good point to plug the giveaway, yeah. Paul Goldschmidt is struggling right now and he's struggling for that triple crown, but all he needs to do is win the MVP and you can still win a Jersey by, from us, um, if you retweet our tweet. And you like our tweet and you're, and you're following us. As long as you're doing those things, you're in the running for it, anyways. Yep. We're like 400 ish people that are in the drawing right now. So, you know, one in 400 chance to get a free jersey is not too bad. Tell your friends. Yeah. Just, you jump still on. got a very
2: good chance to win MVP for sure.
1: You know, but I don't, I just want to point out whenever I initially put that tweet out, I put a vote. Do you want the free jersey based on Albert hitting 700 home runs or Paul Goldschmidt getting MVP? unanimously, I mean, I wouldn't say unanimous. 80% of people said Paul Goldschmidt <laughs> and the MVP. What say you right now? What's more likely to happen? Ooh. Albert Pujols, 700 or Goldie MVP. I'm going to go. I'm
2: actually going to go with both.
1: Yeah, you can't. It's not an option. <laughs> it's not an option. More likely. More I mean, likely to happen right now. I'm going to put this as a poll tonight, too.
2: More likely right now. Feels like Albert. It does. I mean, the tear that he's on, it feels like. And the like
1: slumping it. Of, of Goldie right now makes yeah, you go, he, oh crap, maybe Arenado could come in, and swoop in and get this MVP and make me more money well, for my bet that I put in the, <laughs> yeah. Of the season.
2: Yeah. Um, unless Goldie gets really hot again. I mean, because a lot of people aren't talking about him a whole lot, but Mookie bets. Having a really really good year too. Yeah, average isn't up there like Freddie and and, and Goldie, but I mean all the other numbers.
1: Goldie are. is still leading in lots of yes.
2: categories. Yes, RBI, he's right right there in, in in home run. Um, I think he's second or third still in that. Second.
1: Goldie not winning would still be a travesty at this point. It would, even if he slumps the rest of the season. Yeah, it would and still I be a travesty. If,
2: I wonder if part of people voting that, especially for a jersey, is the fact that, you know, you know you're gonna have Paul Goldschmidt for a couple more years, which you're gonna wear a pool's jersey just as much as you would Goldie one. Now you will. Yeah, but but I wonder if even more too. It's that man. How long has it been since we've had MVPs? Oh nine. Was that the last time Albert won? Yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, That would be. I mean, the last. It's been over a decade, right? So maybe people were just really excited for the podcast. Yeah, but which, we, which is exciting. But we for may sure.
1: never see seven hundred again. No, in baseball. We won't in baseball, won't. and let alone will we see seven hundred again in a cardinal uniform. Right? We will not. You know what I mean? Like, like I like I saw this the other day was Arenado, Goldie, Tommy. Gorman, O'Neill have less home runs than Albert Pools in his career. Yeah. So, like, 700... 700 is massively historic. It doesn't feel that way right now because we've seen it uh, from Bonds in our lives, you know? and You know, and... Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, and Alex, Alex Rodriguez. Like, it doesn't seem that unattainable. But when you're talking about Trout has, like, 300 home runs... Yeah. Like... There, it's it's gonna be the next guy that possibly does it is someone that's breaking out right now in their twenties, in their early twenties. You're talking about like Fernando Tatis, yeah, Roids, who's now he's not gonna, gonna even get the gonna same. Have... You're, gonna, you're talking about Julio Rodriguez. You're talking about dudes like at that one Soto types of you know yeah. careers at the trajectory stay.
2: Yeah, Trout's at three forty four.
1: Like it's he's it's going on
2: his thirteenth year next year.
1: Right. It's just probably never gonna happen. It's again. not so like yes. Goldie winning winning uh, MVP is would be historic in the St. Louis Cardinal uniform. To win the triple crown would be eighty five years unbelievable. Yeah, seven hundred is would be to me just as important as triple crown right now. I mean, like very close. Of even though it has happened more recently, but the future in which it's not going to happen. No. I think the triple crown is going to be more obtainable going forward because of the strikeouts and home run. So, there's going to be guys like Goldie who hit yeah. for average. That's still going to be there. In well, that I think realm. that's
2: what's so unique about Goldschmidt even being in this this year because you don't see many guys hitting over 310, much less over 320. Right. And, and hit home runs. Yes. And, and, well, that's the other thing too with the home runs. You know, a lot of guys, I still, I still feel like you see, you know, it's surprising to me that Pete Alonso is not over 45. Right. Because he hit 54 or whatever his rookie. Is. So usually you see there's only you know, one person that hits a bunch more home runs than everybody else. Right. I think that's why it probably hasn't happened in the National League for so long. So I hope he does. I hope he does
1: both, obviously. I it's hope, good. Good happens, I hope yeah. all three happens. I hope 700 happens for yep. pools. I hope MVP in the Triple yep. Crown. And then the Cardinals win the World Series. That would be fantastic. Like, this Cardinals team is more fun than it has been, even though they haven't been played well in the last two weeks and we've scraped by yep. Yep. in the last two weeks. This this 7-3. This team has been more fun to follow oh, yeah. than um you know last year's seventeen game win streak was awesome. That, we got to see that part yeah. of that
2: history and and that was unforgettable in that way. But I will say, you know, the win streak that last year was awesome. Yeah. It was historic, but we knew like it's kinda gonna be a bummer if we don't go far in the playoffs. Right.
1: It's this all year, for not
2: yes. This year for me with Albert, obviously they want the to go to Car- the Cardinals go all the way. Yeah. Don't want to lose the first round. He's already made this season one of my favorites in the last ten years. Even if the playoffs suck and we lose the first round, which I don't want to happen, and I'm going to be bitter about, just like it was with the Dodgers last year, I'm, I'm still going to look back on this season as, man, I saw Albert come back and do something, like, insane. Unbelievable. Yeah. It really,
1: it's still really going to make me love the season. It really is. I mean, it, in, and I, I think back to, again, as a whole season, I can't think of a whole season that I've had this. Because in, in 2011, the last month, was unbelievable. Yeah,
2: everything else kind of sucked of that like, season. In Injuries and everything else. In
1: 2011, I was broke. I didn't have the money to go. Oh, yeah. Like to go and spend and like to go places. But I almost booked a trip to, to uh, Houston to go watch them come all the way back and then clinch a playoff birth ber- in the last ga- game because it, it was n- yeah. like we're making a playoffs now. Yeah. Like it, it was that historic the of a run. It was on the mound. It was that historic of a run. Like we're making the playoffs. Like I need to get to Houston and go. I didn't do it because I was poor. Like, but like, that month was fun. This year has been fun. You know what I mean? Like, oh, the whole season. I, yeah. I can't think of a season that has been that that way. Well, and it's
2: been it's been it's been so many like chapters. Yeah, absolutely. You like Arnado came out the gate on fire right. for a Tell month and a half, and that made it so fun. And Albert got his first home run at home coming back. Right, and, then and then Gorman, started starting came up where came up and yep hasn't brought some fire for a while it's like, right. it's like every month you had something it wasn't always just one person yeah and now the second half has been albert and it's you know what i first thought when 2011 came around uh adam wainwright um tore his ucl in yeah. spring training i thought well there goes this season that was uh, uh, i mean I, I i cannot tell you one highlight moment <laughs> before september right it was
1: 2011 it was rough it was really bad and it, they won eighty.
2: I remember Rasmus being all pissy with Tony La Russa. I remember that. Before. Was that oh
1: six? They won eighty three. They won 86. Yeah, so 86-ish games they won then in eleven. Yeah,
2: eighty. I mean, just got in the
1: last day. Yeah, like they they weren't oh oh6 to eleven weren't good ball clubs. No. Like they had good pieces and they then they played well together. They got hot at the. They right got time. hot, and that's what I fear that they peak too soon for this team. But I think this team has is There's built, still time to peak again. This hopefully. team is built differently than. Than any team the Cardinals have had in in maybe my lifetime, like the the youth, veteran leadership, like Yadier Molina, for that sh- stretch just in the last week was batting like eight for his last sixteen and and yeah. was coming through in the clutch. And it was like you know what, that's what you expect from Yadier Molina in September. Yeah. Like it's, I think it's important that this team makes a run in the playoffs to be able to pass the baton to the young guys so they know what it feels like to win a little bit. Whether that means they just make it to the World Series, make it to the NLCS, yeah, like it's important to pass this on because uh, guys like um, Yepes and, and Donovan and maybe Burleson fits into those categories, or give Aronado and Goldie a t- taste of a real run, yeah. But like Gorman, Gorman has hit 29 home runs this year between AAA and and MLB. Like he's going to hit 30 home runs for you next year at least, right? 30 to 40 home runs. Like these guys need to feel what it's like to do this with this veteran leadership and then be able to take the reins on their own going forward.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, maybe one thing to wrap this up here as we get past our hour mark, like we, uh, hour ten, yeah, no. uh, we were talking about, we'll never see 700 home runs again, which I don't think we will. Yeah. Um, another record that's going to be broken Wednesday is Wayne Wright and Yachty. Yes. All time starts record as a battery together. Uh, I mean, worth mentioning obviously here, because it'll be past the time before we have another podcast uh next week most likely I think is one of the next off days that we'll have the opportunity to do that. Next Monday, the 19th, is the next off day. So we'll be a you know four or five days past that. But obviously that's gonna happen Wednesday. That's a huge deal. You're talking about another record that's never, ever going to be broken. That that one, that one in to me in some ways, is almost less likely to be broken than the 700. I mean, they're like equally at, at sure. the top of – you just like, don't
1: ever see. I think at this point it's like um, um, Cal Ripken's yeah. games played. The
2: longevity, of the, it's just never going to happen. Like, and staying with a team, two, two, two yes. people staying with a team that long.
1: And catchers just don't play that long, right? Catchers don't play that long. Pitchers can go that long. It's usually the soft tossing type of yeah. guys. Um, but, you know, what's crazy to me is Wayno came in as a reliever. Like yeah. all those games that he you know the 06 run were thrown to Yachty not in starts and those games did not nope. count on this list um, and, well, I, and he
2: had 2011 was a wash right with the UCL tier. 2020
1: as well 20, only 2020 20, 20, yeah. only got so many starts like well, they're,
2: 18 and 19 he almost retired because right. he was so bad and then he had 2015 and then, where he tore his Achilles right. swing the bat
1: yeah so i mean there's all those things that you know made it less likely to happen but i think more important to those guys was winning the, the breaking the record for the most wins as a battery. Yeah. Like, I, I think that they're happy to have this one under their belt, but they already beat these guys in wins, yeah. which I think is more important to anyone is that you won more than anybody else. Now that you've appeared more, you should also obviously also have the win. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I think that's, those two are some of the most iconic Cardinals of all time. And I think that you will retire both numbers. I think that wayno is fringe for that but he's also won two world series yeah. um, obviously with with yadi as well and i think that um i think that yadi is a statue guy i don't know that wayno is
2: i think if no oh, i think if yeah i think in some ways like i would consider like chris carpenter probably before i would wayno in terms of a statue right at, but at, statues, right at this point
1: statues only come if you are a hall of famer that's true baseball well, so, hall of famer. so
2: what we need is wainwright to come back next year and get to 200 wins and then make the hall of fame
1: yes absolutely i think we i think we need him i, mean, I think we'll talk about that a lot in the offseason but think, I, I think that's going to happen i, I think, hope it does i think we'll i think we'll talk about a lot of that in the offseason uh, one last thing i have is uh is uh we have like thousands of tweets coming through but um name a more iconic duo than max kellerman and worst sports takes of all time there we go <laughs>
2: Skip Bayless might be the only other one that I could think of off the top Speaking of my of head.
1: Speaking of great duos of Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molino, yes. we'll end with Max Kellerman and Bad Takes. Yeah. There we go. He's, oh, a, he's at the a, top of that list. Maybe he'll see all these tweets that everyone's at him, and maybe he'll be like, I want to come on your show. I don't know. Maybe not.
2: That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to grill him on how serious he was about that.
1: Right. And if he, yeah, I would too. If but all right, that's all. prepared to be sued. Yeah. I don't know if it's enough to sue the, word, the way that he phrased it. No, I no, think no. Is the, is the... He,
2: he covered his bases.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for that. That's a winter podcast. Follow us on Twitter at that's a winter pod. Be sure to retweet the uh, giveaway. Be, able to, be sure to check out the breaking teas uh, link as well to be able to order your shirts and mugs and hoodies, all those things. And uh, keep the you know, respect. That's the pool one. And Tommy Two Bags is coming soon for Josh to be able to wear as well. Um, that's all I got. I'm Ryan Jenkins. That's Josh Brown. Thanks for listening to the That's a Winner Podcast.
0: By- oh, the place. a winner. That's a winner. That's a winner. A World Series winner for the Cardinals. Smith, Clark's one to the right, down the line. It may go. Go Crazy, folks, so crazy. It's a home run, and the Cardinals have won the game by the score of 3-2 to two on the home run by the Wizards. So crazy. Swinging a long one in the left field. Adios, goodbye, and maybe that's the winner. A three-run homer by Clark, and the Cardinals lead by the score of seven to five, and they may go to the World Series on that one, folks. What a team! What a ride! The Cardinals are world champs in 2011.